1: This is Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn, and today we're going to be talking about fentanyl, which is a drug that we've been hearing a lot about when it's related to drug overdoses. And my guest is Dr. Paul Christo, associate professor at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. He's also author of a book called Aches and Gains, A Comprehensive Guide to Overcoming Your Pain. Dr. Christo, thanks for joining us.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: So it seems every day we hear more and more about deaths from drug overdoses. It seems like the problem just getting worse. From 2019 to 2021, fatal overdoses were up 94 percent. And 196 Americans die every day from overdoses. And fentanyl is connected to this. We're all hearing that, the name of that. But what exactly is fentanyl?
2: Well, so fentanyl is an opioid, and there are different types of opioids. This one in particular is called a synthetic opioid, uh, and it is, to put this into perspective, about 80 to 100 times more potent than morphine, if you're sort of looking at morphine as a a baseline or understandable opioid. So it's pretty potent, meaning you don't need that much to achieve an effect, a pain-relieving effect, but in this case, it would be an effect on your ability to breathe meaning that it suppresses respiration and leads to death
1: now fentanyl was originally wasn't created for getting people high or to mix with heroin it actually has a medical purpose tell me more about that
2: <laughs> that's right right it was uh, it was developed Uh, For its pain relieving properties. So, in the operating room, we, as an anesthesiologist, use fentanyl to help reduce pain that's associated with surgery and multiple surgical procedures. It can be very effective. It's very short acting. We use it intravenously. Uh, In the chronic pain realm, we use it to help reduce chronic pain in the form of say a patch. There are patches you can place on the body. The fentanyl drug uh, is released from the patch, goes through the skin into the bloodstream to reduce pain in patients who have you know, say non-malignant pain, but also cancer pain. So it's quite effective for reducing pain. Uh, unfortunately, what's happened over time is that, I think we've had uh, especially a lot of criminal organizations Uh, across the border that have been transporting fentanyl to the United States and it's being purchased by people on the street for uh, misuse.
1: Now, and it's also mixed with other drugs or people don't realize that's what they're buying and that's where the overdoses come from?
2: Well, that's especially true. And, you know, it is often mixed, we've found over the years, with other drugs, like, for example, other opioids like oxycodone. Uh, It may be mixed with heroin. It may be mixed with cocaine or methamphetamine. And as you mentioned, those that are using, say, those substances are often not aware that fentanyl has been added to them.
1: And so how bad has this problem got when it comes to people overdosing and the involvement of fentanyl and, and obviously not the what the person sought out to buy on the street?
2: Well, it's a terrible problem. I mean, gosh, there were over 100,000, I think it was 107,000 overdose deaths in general in 2021, about 60 or maybe 66 percent of those were related to this drug that we're talking about called fentanyl. But it's you know illegal fentanyl. It's not the pharmaceutically manufactured fentanyl that, that we use in medicine for pain control. So it's, it's gotten out of control, sadly. I, again, I think a lot of this is due to uh, these drug cartels, these criminal organizations that are transporting the drug Across, say, the Mexico California border, Mexico Arizona border, and selling it, you know, to to unknown uh, or known, I would say, people in the United States.
1: My guest is Dr. Paul Christo. He's an associate professor at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. We're talking about the problem with fentanyl. So, is it is it mainly coming from Mexico, or is, are people making it here in the United States as well?
2: I think a lot of it's coming from Mexico, but yes, uh others are manufacturing uh, Fentanyl here in the United States. I think at one point a certain number of years ago we felt like there was uh some of this was coming from China. Uh either way, what what I think most people using the drug don't realize is how lethal it is. So for example, we measure Fentanyl in a unit called microgram. Right, most people are aware of milligram doses microgram is even a smaller sort of uh, unit of measure if you consider fentanyl say you say minimum two milligrams of fentanyl two milligrams of fentanyl is equal to two thousand micrograms of fentanyl which is a huge dose like in the operating room we may use I don't know fifty one hundred micrograms of fentanyl and that converts to maybe, I don't know, 15 grains of table salt. Well, those are, that's a lethal dose. So you don't, I think people just don't realize that they need to stay away from it altogether because it's, you know, the, on the, on the streets, you know, there's no control, right? There's no, there's, no, there's no drug control on the streets. No one's measuring this by in micrograms or milligrams. Uh, they're just using it for its mind and mood altering capabilities, but it's extremely scary and it's extremely dangerous.
1: My guest is Dr. Paul Christo from Johns Hopkins University, and we're talking about the problem with fentanyl and drug overdoses. So, okay, this uh, fentanyl is out there. It's causing these problems. Uh, What can we do about it? I mean, is this something, I mean, it just, it's so out of control. What are some steps that can be taken to try to reverse this?
2: The first step is to make sure that, Narcan, also known as naloxone, is available. This is the opioid reversal drug. Extremely effective. And it's typically purchased or obtained in a spray. You can get it from the pharmacy. Your physician can prescribe it. In certain states, actually, you just get it directly from the pharmacy without a prescription. This is key because if you're in the midst of an overdose, if you have a friend or family member that's nearby, they can administer this Just sort of spritz it you know, into the nostril and it can save your life because it reverses the respiratory depression effects of the opioid. So that's key, more access to Narcan. Also, and I do,
1: I do know that here in Wisconsin, in our UW system, some of our campuses, including UW-Madison, actually have Nalox Zone boxes where uh, Narcan is available. So, I mean, that's a good start.
2: That is. That's perfect. I love that. I mean, uh, but also I think people have to realize that you need a friend or family member around to administer it. Because if you're in the midst of an overdose, you're not going to have the cognitive ability to grab it and to inject it into your nostril.
1: Wow. So if, so who should be having this? Like if you know someone that's uh, doing illicit drugs, you should maybe have it in your purse or, I mean, it seems like uh, it should be available everywhere, but that doesn't seem realistic.
2: I think that, if if you're using it yourself, if you're using, say, opioids, right, you're using fentanyl, you're using heroin, that, uh, that you should get it yourself and alert family members, friends that you have it, that it's available. Yeah, as you mentioned, too, if you know somebody who's using illicit or illegal opioids, then you can obtain that yourself and have it available in, in case of need.
1: Now, there are also fentanyl test strips that are available, too.
2: There are, and that's actually uh, another helpful means of determining whether fentanyl is contained in a drug that you might be ingesting. For example, uh, if you're using, say, uh, cocaine, well, it, you know, you can place a little bit of the cocaine powder into a container, add a fentanyl test strip, and add water, and the test strip will tell you whether fentanyl is contained in that, uh, in, in cocaine, or in methamphetamine whatever it is you're using but the test strip is key because it'll tell you whether fentanyl is contained in that drug you're planning to use and if it is completely avoid it
1: Are those readily available? I know that here in Dane County that we do have a place where you can get clean syringes and they're available there for free but is this something that is happening more across the country?
2: It is happening more there's more availability of fentanyl test strips uh, public health community centers offer them. Sometimes the pharmacies offer them as well. But, you know, not as well known, for example, or not as quite as available as as Narcan or naloxone is.
1: So is there something that anything that lawmakers can do? I know President Biden has indicated that it's a serious problem and is on his agenda. But uh, what can lawmakers do to try to attack this problem?
2: Well, I think, you know, certainly I think in 2021 or so, President Biden did try to uh open or allow states greater access to narcan two i think i think the president um uh, also needs to better support law enforcement especially in these border states to help prevent the transfer of fentanyl across the border i mean because i mean they're seizing gosh i don't know you know gallons and gallons of fentanyl across the border and millions of fentanyl pills that that People are, you know, hiding in cars or gas tanks. I think we really need to be much more mindful of what's going on at the border to help prevent this from escalating. You
1: I know there was a big uh, a bust not too long ago where they said what was what was uh, seized was enough to kill the entire population of California. I mean, yes. that's insane. Yeah,
2: incredible. I saw that. Uh huh. <laughs> so, that's I mean,
1: terrible. there is some law enforcement going on, but we definitely need more of it.
2: Definitely. You mentioned something else, though, that I want to highlight overdose prevention centers. This is something new in the United States. It's been in existence more in Europe and Canada. This is where and I think the first was developed in New York City. They have one there where, you know, if you're planning to use the mind or mood altering substance, you can go to one of these overdose prevention centers where you can they'll give you clean syringes, they'll give you clean needles and someone is there to supervise the use and can intervene in the case of overdose.
1: Does To some people, doesn't that seem counterintuitive that you should just stop people from doing drugs and that this is enabling drug abusers?
2: Absolutely. And that's been the argument against the use of overdose prevention centers in the United States. I think though we're reaching these epidemic proportions now of overdose related to fentanyl and other, and other drugs like methamphetamine. I, so I think that it's important to have these more available. Plus, we have data. From other countries like Canada, that, that where the data has shown there's been a 35% reduction in overdose deaths as a result of having these centers available.
1: Talking with Dr. Paul Christo from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Now, I've also heard that there may be a vaccine coming to prevent drug overdoses. Tell us about that.
2: Super exciting. Uh, there is right now in New York, I believe at Columbia University a clinical study on the oxycodone vaccine. There are in development vaccines against fentanyl and heroin. So I think there's been animal studies on the use of a potential heroin vaccine that has been quite positive. It's shown very positive results. And I think the goal in time would be to develop what's called a multivalent vaccine. That is a vaccine that can you know, fight against uh, an overdose related to multiple different opioids, say heroin, fentanyl, oxycodone
1: that that's very exciting and fascinating, but something that probably isn't going to be happening real soon. They're still working on it.
2: They're still working. Well, the, there's a clinical study right now in New York city on, on the oxycodone vaccine. Yes, that will take, I'm sure that'll take probably, you know, a year, or at least more than that, probably a couple of years to fully um, study. However, what else would be available in advance of that are the development of monoclonal antibodies in the case of an actual overdose. So we may have the ability in time to have an injection of a monoclonal antibody that grabs the, say, the fentanyl molecule, prevents it from traveling from the blood to the brain and saving your life. <laughs>
1: Wow. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Paul Christo from Johns Hopkins University. Now you're an expert on pain. And this is something that I've heard people say, even when they're going to have surgery, they're offered pain medication or they're sick and they're offered pain. They're like, ah, I don't want to have it. Do you think there's a, that some people are afraid of using pain medications that could actually help them because of all the, um, you know, information about drug overdoses, what message do you have for people who are dealing with serious pain?
2: Well, I think that, unfortunately, what's happened over the last several years is that there's been a narrative against the use of opioids. And I understand why. I mean, clearly, there's been, with respect to opioids for pain in the past, I mean, this was in the 1990s, we saw an overuse of opioids for patients who had chronic pain. And I think that, unfortunately, uh, opioids were given to patients who didn't really need them and they misused them and overdosed and died. Currently though, what we're seeing is not that it's related to the you know, illegal use of fentanyl. So I think if you're going to have surgery, for example, if you have acute pain, opioids are safe. And even if you have chronic pain, opioids can be quite helpful in enhancing your quality of life. It's usually not the first choice, but at least it, I want everyone to know it's available and it can be safely used.
1: Dr. Paul Christo from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Thanks so much for taking time with us today.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: And thank you for listening for Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn. <sighs> Spring
0: is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.